0: You're listening to episode number 299 of the 360 Vegas Podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360Vegas.
1: Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day
2: schedule. The the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower, Barrage, Riviera, the Mirage, Flamingo,
1: Sahara, and the MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front.
2: Good luck.
0: The strip is just the most amazing stretch of the road, I think, probably anywhere in the world.
2: Kicking ass in Vegas.
0: Vegas, baby.
2: Vegas, baby.
0: Welcome to Las Vegas.
1: So we've said it before, like Lacey has this, this magical ability to have to, to find the most thoughtful gifts. Oh
2: god, yeah, she's that, ridiculous. I
1: mean, and not just thoughtful, like she not only identified something like, oh yeah, Mark will really like this. She identifies like, oh, this is gonna change Mark's entire life. You know, like, those are the <laughs> kind of things that she like. N- like, I've never even heard of the thing that you said you thought I would like, but now I instantly love it and it's the greatest thing ever. So she did this. Uh, why? Why she gave me a fucking card for like, hey, you guys, or you want to go out to this, uh, you know, this vintage home thing? I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. Well, here's a card for coming with me. Like, friends. fuck? Oh,
2: yeah. No, she always, anytime, she always sends us, like, thank you cards. It's her and, way. Like, no, Tony, she sent me a thank you postcard for inviting her to, to New Orleans. Was
0: Well, she should. She got to hang out with me.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That's <laughs> inviting her. That's not actually going. You get another one for going.
0: Lacey, where's my card <laughs> for getting to hang out with me?
1: Yeah. You're dead to me, Lacey. You mean you mean Brian? <laughs> so in this latest uh, you know you know those Disney pins that that everybody's crazy about? We've got yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah. She gave me one that has a Vegas icon on it. The Dunes Turret marquee. Really? A pin. Well, she yeah. also
2: knows you're obsessed with the Dunes.
1: Yeah, but I was like, um, I've never seen. Oh these my pins God, is
2: that a bear? Ever
1: exist in history? Ever the card is a bear. Fuck the bear, Karen.
0: It's, <laughs> you are not focusing this pin, on the right You are part of really the story. not paying
1: attention to the important part of this story. <laughs> this pin, this is fucking Disney fucking quality pins. I asked Lacey where it's at. Just Google Battleborn pins. This lady has a ton of fucking badass pins on there, like Vegas. Like I'm, I, I already realized. Like, well. I'm adding something to the office now because now I got to have a display for all these pins I'll now have to purchase. Mm-hmm. So actually, maybe I shouldn't be so thrilled with her. I'm like, what is with the gateway drug in me, motherfucker? <laughs> right. I know the first one's free. <laughs> the first pin is always free. Oh my goodness,
2: she's unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Thank yeah, you, Lacey, here. who is at Las Vegas, gal. Yeah. I got fucking shit I know, on, you like, yeah, it up. yeah. I was like. Whatever, I'm like, I, I'm dealing with things. All right, my whole world, Vegas, Las really, Vegas a, gal. She's a
2: whole brand that she's setting up. A, you know, she is at Las Vegas. I know, gal but on, I feel like on, she
1: needs knocked down a peg. So that's why I'm like, Vegas gal, <laughs> Las Vegas gal. Whatever. I I didn't intentionally make that mistake or anything. I I, I wish I intentionally did it, but I'm gonna claim it. <laughs> Don't get exasperated with me, woman. This is way early. Battleborn pins. Google it. It's fucking cool. See, well, let's start oh, Asgard gets it.
0: I know, right? Asgard's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm already on the website. They're so
1: good. I just I, <laughs> I, 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 just, I smell pulled smell it right up fans. on my iPad. <laughs> my iPod. My iPod. <laughs> my iPod. <That's> so cute. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's
0: start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas.
1: The La Concha Motel Lobby was designed in 1961 by Paul Revere Williams, the first African-American elected fellow of the American Institute of Architects. To this day, it is considered one of the best-preserved examples of the 1950s googie architecture, a style featuring upswept... <laughs> <okay>? Upswept roofs. That's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> and
0: In fairness, you did write it.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> well, But yeah, right? but yeah <laughs> in my head... My, it, the voice in my, the voice in my head said. is way more articulate than the real me. <laughs> but it's got the upswept roofs the curvaceous geometric shapes and the way that they used neon to trace that today the La Concha lobby is now the neon Museum visitor Center got that from neon museum stuff and my own research it was it was a we worked together it was a conglomerate I partnered with them <laughs>
0: I told them. I walked in. I was like, "So here's what you need to know about your location,
1: <laughs> right?" <What? laughs> let me let me explain some things to you. <laughs> i just coming in real aggressive. Hey, let me explain a couple things about this building you're you're you, walking about in.
2: You've been close to doing that with some of the tour guides down there <laughs> That's at the Neon Museum. That's so. true. We had
1: one. Oh my god! Anybody who's been around me knows. Like my hints of I don't want to talk. I don't want to be social. Are not. Thinly,
2: I mean, they're they, they ain't that subtle.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. I, it's it's fucking obvious when I'm like, I don't want to be in a conversation. You will not get any more than a word word than a one word answer. You know, I'll, I'll try to start directing things, you know, in, in other so hey, I'm talking to my wife now at this point. So clearly, you wouldn't want to interrupt again and say anything. Uh,
2: yeah, there, there's just been a couple of the tour guides that have start, started like saying bits and pieces of, of facts about signs that Mark knows is not true. And you can just that's not see so, That's
1: not so much. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They are not, no, they, they put their people in order. It's the people that, like, normally they're attentive. And like, oh, hey, you know, is there anything I can help with? And you have any questions? Like, no, I'm good. But there's some, it's like. Just keep talking. Yeah, it's yeah. like the, the, the Walmart greeters that don't just say hi to people. Like, they. Like, they
2: don't just say welcome to Walmart. Yeah, they, they start try to have a to conversation. Have a
1: conversation. Like it, and if you don't just cut it off. This conversation will never stop (laughs) they're just going to keep keep trying to go
0: let's move into twit pick of the week
1: beware was the theme of that (laughs) (laughs) it's quite simply one of the best marquees that has existed in vegas history a truly mesmerizing sign whose presence was not only grand but glorious shared this week by at sumacorp aka vintage las vegas on instagram This whole style of architecture resonates with me in an unexplainable way. I find the swooping curves breathtaking, get lost in the sparkle of the lettering, and could spend hours watching lights cascade back and forth. It's a special thing that sign up... What? (laughs) I know, right?
2: (laughs) When you stop yourself and go, wait,
1: what? I get annoyed with me? I get annoyed with me? What did you write, you idiot? (laughs)
2: And in, you know it was all, like, articulate and beautiful when you wrote it in your head. And then you actually get to hear to saying it, and you're like, wait, wait, huh? <laughs> right.
1: This is what happened. It's not off gold at 2 a.m., all right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, the sad thing is, is most people at 2 a.m., you'd understand. Because they're if they're still up, right. it's because they're up from the day before, and they're either drunk or whatever and just rambling away. This is when you're fresh. Right. Is it 2 a.m.? And this is what you came up with? It's
1: hey. Hey. You fucking... I would, let's see your art, lady.
2: Oh, I, I have no artistic
1: ability. <laughs> Whatever. It's a special thing when signage becomes iconic. While I like that owners of the small dive bar west of the Lucky Dragon have resurrected the name and installed a smaller version of this marquee, make no mistake, the mint has not returned. That being said, here's hoping that this is the start of a new era in Vegas where unforgettable brands return to the landscape.
2: I like it so much better in green than in pink. I just don't like it in pink. I don't know why. It doesn't it doesn't make sense
1: to me. Okay. Don't ever say anything is better about the knockoff than from the original. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> now, I actually I actually agree with you. If you were I mean it's yeah, I mean this giant pink sign isn't it's not really my style, but well, it's, it doesn't it's, make sense to me like from Vegas-y a mint
2: standpoint. Like, yeah, I never
1: really got that. Cause I always thought like if it were green, right? Mint, that would make money. It makes sense. Right. You know, um, there's a lot of colors that would make sense. Even blue. Like, and okay. okay like, so it's like mint cold. I guess, even I like mint
2: ice cream, like is yeah, green. Nothing. So like everything to me, I mean, I guess for peppermint candies, which are pink, but in general, just the whole mint concept
1: to me should have it, green makes sense. Maybe it was just like, Hey, we're classy. <laughs> all right, I guess. Whatever. I I agree, but it's gorgeous. It's right up there. It's it's one of the reasons why I think the flamingo plume, like I can just stare at it. Just that that cascading, like Whoa.
2: look at all the shiny lights. Look at they're chasing each other. <laughs> it's like
1: a little God. game.
0: I get it. I get it for sure. Sumacorp has really been firing on all cylinders lately with these pictures that they've been posting. And I almost feel bad for literally everyone else on Twitter, (laughs) right? (laughs) But it was just beautiful. And it was so fun because for a hot second, I was able to somewhat transport myself into the picture itself Mm -hmm. and imagine, imagining what it would be like to, you know, be in a, in a, in a suit with a fedora and you're walking inside and you're getting ready to see the Rat Pack come on and just, (laughs) Just everything about it seemed just outstanding, so I I get why you would pick that one as the winner. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. Up, we've got an MGM surge pricing,
1: kicking up the insanity a notch. This week, Vital Vegas is reporting that the gift shop, twenty-four-seven at Luxor, no longer has prices on their sundries. That's because the price is determined at the register, at the time of the purchase, and takes into account surge pricing. So the water that cost you ninety-nine cents at say seven a.m. could cost you three dollars at noon because it's a busier time, or. Water purchased in December could be less expensive than water purchased during the summer. While it's never been done before, or at least we've never heard of it before, the latest initiative to reduce costs and increase revenue is probably the first interesting idea to come from all this. The initial inclination is to call this more nickel and diming in Vegas, but is it? The idea behind surge pricing is twofold. An increase in customer service and traffic disbursement. So let me explain. The world is moving into what is being called a gig economy. The workforce has a much more flexible work schedule. So instead of telling employees who's working what day and at what time, the company tells the employees how many people they need for a certain period of time, and the employees will tell them what shifts they can pick up. The flexibility allows for surge staffing based on data on what times are busiest. So it may only require two people to man a store for most of the day, but from noon to two, you need an extra three people because data shows the store is at its busiest at that time. Having a more robust staff during busier times creates a better customer experience. However, it costs more money to be able to staff more people. So the price of things increases to cover the increase in cost. Also, surge pricing helps to reduce traffic during exceptionally busy times because of the increase in price by offering lower prices at off-peak times. It encourages people who are price-sensitive to adjust their plans to buy their morning drink or whatever regiment they have at a time when it's less busy. I am fascinated to see how this how this plays itself out. I, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and while I'm at it, get off my lawn. <laughs> it, it, the, the first thing that, that occurred to me when I heard it is I said... So when are they going to come out with like digital price tags? Because like I can't look at this, and if I know how much money I have in my pocket, yeah. and I don't know how much this is, <laughs> I'm not coming up to that fucking register to find out oh, I don't have enough. Yeah, that's so a that's what I'm concern. like. Well, you got to have like little digital signs. How much is water? Roll well, right now it's one ninety-seven. All right.
2: Well, and the other part of that is
1: <laughs> you really walk into like a store <laughs> at a certain time, you see all the prices go <laughs> like the fucking stock. <laughs>
2: Like a, a ticker tape
0: or something. Like,
1: fuck, fuck, fuck. God damn it. It's two o'clock. <laughs> We're getting surge pricing. Fuck, I know.
0: Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Get out of my way.
2: I need to save buy, $2 buy, on that one. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and think about it from a, a customer's perspective. So if you're staying at Luxor and you walk in at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, and buy a bottle of water, and it's 99 cents, versus if you walk in at, you know, six or whatever, whatever the surge right, pricing yeah, is, right. and all of a sudden it's $3, you're like, what the fuck? Like I, I get why I get surge pricing in certain industries. Mm -hmm. I get it with you know Uber and Lyft both do it. Um, I get like the properties are are going to charge for parking during sporting events at the Raider Stadium and that. So I I get that kind of a thing. To do it in a sundry shop really does seem nickel and diming to me.
1: Yeah. To be clear, I'm not pro or nay against this uh, i'm i'm like i don't i get i get their point i get why this would be really bad i i don't know
2: well if you think about it they've been doing surge pricing on room rates for years well, we're right, yeah. The busiest time of the year if there's a big event or something coming in my god when it's march madness here forget it yeah. you know uh, my friend uh troy was telling me that it, it would have cost him twenty five hundred dollars just to have a seat in the sports book during march madness not that, that doesn't even count any of his bets. That is, he had to pay twenty five for $2,500 for a seat to sit down. Like, that's surge pricing. But they can do it. They can yeah. they can afford it and get away with it because the people that want to come here will pay that. Yeah. I, I, the sundry shop just feels wrong to me. Like, that is when people are coming in, they either need to grab something to eat or something to drink or whatever. I don't understand what the surge in that is going to be unless it's already a busy weekend. So if the hotel is full now all, all of a sudden it becomes a surge mm-hmm. price time... I, yeah, this one I don't. I'm. Um, I do not get surge pricing on a sundries. I guess. Is I'm, I'm
1: just going to be. I, I I am looking forward to seeing what happens because I I don't know. I could see it failing. I could see it working. I don't know. Uh, Next sure. up, Cirque's
0: Run is coming to
1: Luxor. It was announced that Cirque is working on a new show for Vegas to take over the space vacated at Luxor when Chris Angel left. It's called Run or. R-U-N, the letters. And it is described as a live-action movie. Cirque brought in Robert Rodriguez to write the script. Rodriguez is best known as the director behind the Mexican film trilogy of El Mariachi, Desperado, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico, as well as collaborated with Quentin Tarantino on Kill Bill Volume 2, Sin City, and Grindhouse. The story is said to be linear, unlike most Cirque shows, and set in Vegas, or the Vegas Underground. Producers playfully warn that audiences can expect to be immersed in the action with chase sequences playing themselves out in the audience. You know, let me say something on on a tangent from that. So while I I wasn't thrilled with the Michael Jackson show, what I will say is when they spilled out, they didn't do the shit that I hate when they try to fuck with like audience members or engage them. They're just like, no, this shit's just going on around you. You just happen to be here. We don't we don't even see you. We didn't know you're there. And the thing that I don't like about this idea is that's a, if it feels like they're going to engage, like they're going to they're going to well, touch yeah, you. Yeah, or... that's one
2: of your least favorite things about any show like that is forced crowd participation. It, Absolutely, yeah. yeah, not
0: fun. Absolutely. Which is Which part of the reason why, why we haven't gone to sit, see Absent. Like in the sure. well, just sit in the middle of any given row or aisle that you're in, and you'll be fine. They only pick on the people in the first. Gosh, what. First four, five seats, mm-hmm. you know, nearest the aisle. Yeah, but we always like aisle seats.
1: And you can get I, in and like, out hey, quickly. Hey, are you trying to tell me to give up something I want for this? Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm complaining about ahead. it, but I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> it's I awesome. Stop trying to fix everything.
0: <laughs> can't wait for you guys to be a part of the show. So- you are going to love it. <laughs> you
1: guys will be great. I'm sure nothing will possibly go wrong. <laughs> The concept was said to be inspired by market outreach from Cirque to better understand what those who don't typically go to Cirque shows would like to see in a Cirque show. The announcement was met with shade thrown in the form of Cirque and Luxor headliner, former Cirque and Luxor headliner, Chris Angel, who mocked the concept on social media saying, quote, sorry, Cirque, it's already been done. Cirque responded to the post saying, sure you did, little buddy.
0: <laughs> oh
1: nice. Angel's response was to predict sure this will be the third to close in a row to which Sir concluded the interaction by asking if Angel would like an invitation to opening night so he would get to see what a full house looked like again.
2: Oh nice.
1: It was oh. so much fun. This is what social media should be. This is what it should be. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Cuz that's hilarious even if like like I can even think of this in the devious way, like like they don't dislike each other; they still really like each other. But like, going, you know, what would be really funny if we act like we we're pissed at each other, because the people that really like me are fucking gonna be like, "Fuck, I'm going to fucking Chris's show," and people who don't like Chris, are like, mm, we're fucking going to circle. Like, you were already gonna do those things anyway, but now we just had fun, or at least that's the story that I'm coming up with. Because I'm like, hmm, right, it's gonna be more fun this way.
2: Oh, I it <laughs> more than like a, he's just a I, giant. Yeah, he's a giant yeah. douche, and they burned him, so I like that better. I know, right. <laughs> That makes me happy.
0: (laughs) You know what does disappoint me? That the light rail system
1: was defeated. The RTC voted unanimously to enhance the bus system instead of creating a billion-dollar light rail system from McCarran Airport to Fremont Street along Maryland Parkway. This despite 72% of Vegas residents support. The decision was primarily influenced because bus system expansion project will only cost 345 million to develop and will not require a tax hike to fund the project is expected to begin in 2020 and take a year to complete it was a cute it was a cute thing that i don't think any of us would have used
0: well of course, you guys wouldn't have used know. You know, <laughs> some sort of light rail system from McCarran to Fremont Street, but, but yeah. for the rest of us that actually yeah. have to come into town and vacation there. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Sorry.
1: Uh, yeah. You, you know what? She wrote oh. you know, just, just so you know, like she ropes me in because I'm like, no, babe, what are you doing? Oh, I see what you're doing now. <laughs> 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 I'm going to start defending Tony on his. Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> exactly.
0: Talk to me about the uh, Massachusetts Manzi.
1: Massachusetts Gaming Commission fine Win Resorts $35 million for its complacency around the sexual misconduct allegations against founder Steve Wynn. The commission also fined current CEO Matt Maddox $500,000 for being lame. I, I assume they didn't disclose close the details, so I had to fill in the gaps. In addition to the fines, the Massachusetts Gaming Commission also issued a list of helicopter parenting requirements that must be put in place for the duration of their 15-year lease with the city. They include requiring the company's board to hire an executive coach to train Matt Maddox, the CEO, in leadership development, internal and company-wide communication, sensitivity to and awareness of human resource issues in the workplace, and team building. Wow. Wow. I do th- There's no way that I wouldn't have. This is why I couldn't. I, I can't do things for money, because like if I were Matt Maddox and they're telling me like, well, you've got to take all this training. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> let's don't fucking tell me. But that's me. Not included was the Win Resort suggestion to ban Steve Wynn from entering any Win property in the world. I. I- I just like the, the parent it, it reminds me of oh no,
2: the helicopter parenting was a, was a good analogy i like that yeah i'm just in shock i think that number one the gaming commission had the balls to put those requirements out there and number two it was like yeah okay we'll do that
1: i'm telling you the more and more i see maddox and the more moves i see him make or don't make like you really kind of get the impression like the second he walks in like oh i got this motherfucker like I can make this guy do whatever the hell I want him to do. So I wonder if that isn't it. If like like the like even the, the commission was like, Jesus Christ, Steve Wynn sold us on this thing. You sir are no Steve Wynn.
0: Well, yeah, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of win resorts, they're eliminating parking fees
1: when resorts announce that they are no longer charging for parking at either of their Vegas parking lot resort, at their resorts, the, where they have the parking areas. <laughs> the company announced last year that the fee would be waived to anyone visiting the property and spending at least $50. While the move will clearly put pressure on those still charging to end the practice, however, that impact isn't expected to influence any changes in the near future. A 2018 survey by the Las Vegas Global Economic Alliance found that 37% of those surveyed, all of whom work in Clark County, avoid parking at strip casinos with paid parking. Additionally, 29% say that they avoid using any service from a strip casino that charges guests for parking. Go Vegas, folks. That's what I'm talking about. Use your money. Right? Use it. Good for you guys.
0: Good for you guys. And. You know, it was interesting. I, I don't I can't remember. I, I, I wanna say it was maybe Ted from Axis Vegas made a comment about, you know, did wind do it to be magnanimous or did they do it because based on their location and, and where they're at, does it just work better for them to not charge parking fees? And and I don't know that I've got an opinion one way or the other about how that really plays itself out, but I like watching, you know, the slow you know, a repeal of these sort of nickel and diming aspects. I don't know how uh, long term it's gonna be and I don't know how well, you know, how widespread it's gonna be. But listen, if Win is gonna at least start it, hopefully other people will pay attention and think to themselves, you know, if if people can go to Win and not have to pay, right? they certainly shouldn't be nickel and dimed at our, you know, one off location. Right, so, right. oh, straight up, don't tell me these two are gonna be together.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Paula
0: Abdul Vegas residency.
1: Billboard conformed this. Conformed? Wait. Finally, Billboard conformed. What? (laughs) (laughs) Billboard confirmed this week that Paula Abdul will be replacing Donnie and Marie as the resident headliner at the Flamingo. Despite an extended period of questionable mental status during her final few seasons as a judge on American Idol, since leaving the show, Abdul has been touring and receiving reviews reminiscent of her heyday in the late 80s to early 90s. As a reminder, Paula Abdul started her career as an L.A. Lakers cheerleader and choreographer for artists like Janet Jackson before releasing her debut album, Forever Your Girl, 30 years ago.
2: Holy shit, it's been 30 years? Fucking right. right.
1: (laughs) Abdul's first run of shows starts August 13th with limited dates in October, November, December, and January. How long the lesen, how long the residency will? <laughs> <laughs> the, lesidency? Or, uh, how long the residency? I'm not, I'm not, uh, breaking news in 360 <laughs> Vegas. I tweet into that. <laughs> it's like the donkey room. It's in this hidden room where like four people can get in there. They're Like the what is this? Donkey? This is The residency? <laughs> <laughs> that might be the name of the show. <laughs> <I don't laughs> get it. <laughs> Uh, how long the residency will run was not revealed, but Paula did say that she could see Vegas becoming her permanent home if this goes as well as hope. I'm excited because I I have only heard good things that it's kind of like
2: I wonder if they'll do a 3D hologram of her and the cool cat dancing.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, that'd be amazing.
2: What is <laughs> his name? Scat cat?
1: I think so. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> It's what I do that I, I get scattered, by right? I, I get sidetracked. <laughs> Fucking stay in your lane, lady.
2: <laughs> hey, it's not all about you, believe it or not.
1: Yeah. Would you go see Paula Abdul? Me, both of you. Uh,
0: Me, I don't see. I, I just don't see shows in Vegas. Well, I, that's like, fair. if I live there. Yeah, probably, but no. Yeah, that's not, fair. not on a vacation.
2: I, I my initial thought is good for her but I have no desire necessarily to go see the show
1: yeah yeah see what you're saying
2: but I will say this at least you know she can dance
0: yeah
1: not yeah, like
2: true. not like Brittany um,
0: I guess she well, can sing but in fairness I think she can probably she may not dance as well as Britney, but she can sing and dance at the same time
1: <laughs> right good yeah.
0: point so in Fair that enough. regard you know you win Paula <laughs> <laughs> And finally, weed lounges have been approved.
1: It was a concept almost instantly inquired about after recreational marijuana was legalized in Nevada two years ago. This week, the city of Las Vegas passed a new ordinance that allows licensed marijuana businesses in the state to apply for special use permits to run consumption lounges on site. The new regulation looks to put an end to the Catch-22 state regulators created when they legalized recreational marijuana but made its consumption illegal anywhere but one's home, effectively giving all tourists no choice but to break the law. The final ordinance requires the submission of plans for security, sanitation, odor control, employee training, and forbids the sale of alcohol. No word how long it will take for that sale restriction to be dropped no estimated time frame was given for when the first weed lounge is expected to open they but i did see something about one whoever's approved i think it's going to take like three months to actually get it to to be a a real thing right um share your thoughts we've we've discussed this in uh, it's they've been phenomenal conversations and i and i don't say that smart ass like it's it's really it's kind of like our first story today i'm like Oh, no, I was just reporting on it. I'm fascinated. We'll see what happens. I can't wait. Let's just talk about all the details. It's interesting. But no, tell them, tell them your thoughts. So so it, I think the biggest thing that it, that everything revolves around is the, the alcohol, the fact that you can't drink alcohol in there. And obviously the people who are against it are like, oh, come on, are you really going to have two intoxicants in there? But the argument is, it, like, that's already, I mean, is not nicotine also an, an intoxicant along with it? I mean, I get yeah. what you're saying, but it's still, like, every – I don't know. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. and I I'm, haven't
2: said anything yet. You're just talking over me well, and assuming right. everybody knows. That's right,
1: because I already know. All right. Right. All right. So, so I'm going to stop, so then you can hear hers, and then I'll defend.
2: Well, I'll let Tony go first.
1: Oh.
0: Well, the only real thing I've got to contribute is merely to say, I don't see why this is a problem. Quite frankly, I kind of like the idea that if you're going to use marijuana particularly for folks who may not have ever used it before or are relatively new to it you might be in a in a in a place where you're safe i i, I kind of compare it to a bar right where hopefully there are other people kind of watching out for you making sure you're going to be okay you're not going to do anything stupid right. once either there or once you leave i i think it makes sense i i i appreciate the fact that the casinos are still saying at a federal level this is still banned for that reason we're not going to allow it in the casinos but I have literally no issue with people who want to go to an actual lounge and sit and enjoy it and, and use it recreational, none whatsoever. But again, I like the idea that it's, it seems like it's going to be in a safe sort of confined area where you're going to have people that are going to hopefully watch out for you. And I, I think this is a, a great idea.
1: So you're a big pro against not allowing people to smoke cigars in, in public anywhere? You just want them all to be relegated to little tiny rooms where they lock them away. That's how, that's how the Holocaust started, Tony. That's how it started.
0: And, and that's a logical conclusion to come to. I, I appreciate that. I, the, I immediately I, went escalation. I'm like, I
1: fucking knew you were going to do a Holocaust. I fucking, didn't I say it? Didn't I say it? One of these days.
0: The difference between that situation and, and, and the cigar situation is because I can be drug tested and so merely... Out of concern for um, a, a contact high, and it be in it getting showing into your system. up. Yeah, that's yes. That is that is my main concern. I can't be fired for having tobacco in my system. At least you know, not
1: yet. See that was so, that was part of the fun of the conversation. See, this is why this conversation was so fun because that was one of the things that I thought about. I'm like, yeah, I completely get because joints are stinky, man. But like, people, I, at least as far as I've known, aren't really getting contact highs from um, vape pens. You know so like like we started talking about this I'm like so what what could you so, logically legally allow like I'm not even saying they should but just for fun like what what should you logically you know be a, what could be a reasonable request to then go okay yeah I guess you can also have alcohol there
2: so my whole thing with them not being able to sell alcohol mm-hmm. is you've then got two very different intoxicants playing at the same in the same space if you do so the whole example that you started using about cigars is, no, you have to smoke a cigar in a tiny little room, not on the floor. A cigar isn't—you can get a buzz off a cigar, I get that, but it's not an intoxicant. Oh, like that alcohol. argument had,
1: had almost no weight. I was just trying to make a segregation joke to Tony.
2: Okay, yeah. but, you know, again, a cigar is one little, you know, little level of buzz, but it's not something, to Tony's point, that if you get pulled over— you can't get
1: in trouble for. But I mean, that's, that's what I mean. That's the bust. fun thing about thinking about it like that. I completely agree with these situations. But for fun, is there a scenario where it could blur together? Where it could be?
2: The, the only other, well, the only other point that I want to bring up about keeping them separate mm-hmm. is, I have seen people shit-faced drunk, like, like you're worried about their health, kind of drunk. Right. I have never seen, and maybe it's because I haven't been around it enough. I have never seen somebody so high off of marijuana, other stuff maybe, but mm. off of marijuana that you were concerned about their health and their safety.
1: Yeah, usually to some point just go to sleep.
2: Right. So to me, I think it's two very different kind of
1: intoxicating substances. We were talking about that. that. Tony, have you ever heard of an angry stoner? <laughs> no. No, I, I mean, <laughs> It I, takes I, too much effort. It sounds like it's a joke, but I'm like, I literally didn't realize that until like two days ago yeah. when one of us, the idea occurred to us to ask that question. We're like, Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. Right.
2: <laughs> and so, I mean, for me, I understand wanting to keep the alcohol out of it. And I, I think it's different because if you're going to go, again, I don't smoke. I yeah. used to way back in the day. But I wouldn't go, like, you'll go to a bar and have a few drinks and hang out with friends and you'll be there for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you can go into one of these weed lounges. And hang out for an extended period. Maybe you can. Okay, okay. All
1: right, then what about this scenario? Let's say you have a special use where it's a bar and a weed lounge, but you're only allowed to smoke the weed out on the patio, which is outside. That's the only place you're allowed to do it.
2: It's still mixing the intoxicants for me. But now
1: you can't get a contact high anymore. As long as you don't go outside, you're fine.
2: Oh, well, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, That's Tony's concern. That's not my concern. My concern is, some people are going to want to hang out in a weed lounge like they would normally hang out in a bar. And I don't know that they would.
1: All right, Tony, both of those questions directed back at you. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. You son question. of a bitch. <laughs> is there a scenario in which you would allow alcohol? Well, first of all, wait a minute. Are you anti or pro this idea together? Or do you care? Oh, I don't give a shit. When okay. I okay. Get all right. It. So, so if your concern is, or, or, or do you foresee an opportunity where these could exist together? Like, like, say, like, you got, like, a bar that's inside, and then if you want to go out, you got to go outside and smoke. And it's not like an open patio with open doors. Like, you got to step outside and smoke out there. This is legit. Like, does that become, like, yeah, you can buy the marijuana here, but you got to smoke it outside, you know, because... That seems remarkably stupid.
0: If I can smoke marijuana in, in this facility, but I can't because you're serving alcohol, so now I got to go outside? Listen, here, this is what annoys me about people that want casinos to be smoke-free. I don't go into strip clubs and say, you know, I really love seeing nude chicks, but I kind of wish they had pasties over those nipples. Same difference. If you're going to go into I was was
1: under the impression there would be no glitter here. I was under the impression.
0: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, Why does everybody smell like it's a bed, bath, and beyond? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) So, no, I have no problem with people coming to a marijuana uh, uh, lounge and being able to use marijuana and also have drinks but all of a sudden to tell them that well if you want to have adult beverages you got to go outside to smoke and then come back inside to drink your 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 adult beverage that doesn't make any damn sense okay and quite frankly i would be super annoyed if i were a user, a right. smoker, and I had to go outside merely because they're going to bring alcohol in.
1: But, I mean, so this is to try and attract people like you. Because if you're concerned about a contact high, you're not coming to a bar or weed lounge with me because you don't you don't want to, you know, get a contact buzz. But if if this is a bar slash uh, weed lounge and, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's go to the bar slash weed lounge. Like, I'll smoke out there. You don't have to worry about it. I, You'll be fine. I
2: just had a thought. What's up? Are they going to charge an entry fee into the weed lounges?
1: I don't know. I don't know yet.
2: Because otherwise... Like, how are they making money? So they they can't sell alcohol, so unless it's you can also buy the weed oh, no, there and foo-
1: smoke food. it. Food, food, and other other drinks. Well, food, okay. Yeah, but like like for instance, at the apothecary across the street from the Palms, they now have a coffee shop in there.
2: I just I wonder if they're going to charge like an entry fee. Like, there's going to be a cover to come in if you want to smoke. You think
1: it. at least a start because people will be excited that they can legally do it if if anyone fucking cares. Well,
0: and to a certain extent, you can call it a quote unquote. Private club, if you charge for people to come in through the door. Right. I mean, and a lot of times you get far more leeway when it's a private club mm. because you, i.e., like the smoking ability. So, uh, listen, I I really don't have a problem here. But again, I would come back to if Mark says to Tony, Hey, I'd really like to take you to the, you know, the apothecary, and I say, Well, tell me more about it. And you say, Well, it's a weed lounge, but they've got a bar inside. My attitude is, well, if I don't mind going inside and, and dealing with a contact high, and I want to sit there and enjoy beverages while you're smoking, then that's totally good. But I don't think it's right for me to say to you, because I want to come into the apothecary and have beverages. Now you have to go outside to smoke. That does not seem to nah, right to me at see,
1: all. I yeah, see. I see. That's fair. I see where you're going. That's very fair. This was a, this was an <laughs> enjoyable debate. You just made him happy. It's just Tony. so much fun. Like, like there is no right or wrong answer here. It's just fascinating. Like, okay, but what if you did this? And and you're right, Tony. That is a dumb idea. But I'm sitting here trying to play. Like, whatever it is you're going to say, I'm trying to think. Well, what if it were like this? And just, just because it, it amuses me. This is there. It's a brand new territory. They're going to make money. It's going to happen, yeah, man. Yeah,
0: will. <laughs> yeah, will. I, I was into th- prop bet. For those of you unfamiliar, PropBets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. Vital Vegas reports that the Hacienda Bridge between Mandalay Bay and Luxor will be utilized as a pedestrian bridge to Las Vegas Raiders Stadium. Rumor is a stretch of that road will be renamed
1: Raiders Way. I hate when they rename roads for like four blocks. Yeah. Or you get to an intersection and, and the name of the road is one, one name one, one way. way and another name the other way. I fucking hate that.
2: After investing nearly a billion dollars into renovating Palms and Palace Station, parent company Station Casinos posted their highest first quarter net revenues in more than a decade. The 6.2% increase equates to $447 million in revenue.
0: Good for them. Yeah. I I love it. I love it when people are corporations are rewarded for putting money back into right.
1: themselves, trying to do something, and, and they've done some different.
0: phenomenal work.
1: That fuck! Oh my god! So I got to tell you this story. <laughs> do you remember? Have you ever? Did you ever go into Palace Station before it got renovated, Tony? One time. Okay. One do you time. remember it though? Did it did it leave an impression on you? No, it didn't. Okay. Nope. So so Lacy had spent a lot of she was very familiar with it the same way I was and she was able to remember yeah, very spent a lot clearly. Of time there before. And I brought her so I had brought in Alistair and Alistair was pretty impressed with it, you know, but I was just waiting for the reaction well, that I got there when and, I went in. Well I and got and the And I didn't typical even Karen, remember but,
2: I didn't remember what it looked like before and but I was, I was okay. waiting
1: for someone to have the reaction that I had and I brought Lacey in and the moment she went in there she did exactly what I did, just jaw-dropped. And she's like, I can't believe this over here, this, this over here. I'm like, I've never met a human other than me that can do what you're doing right now, which is pointing out shit that isn't there anymore. And I'm like, I know, I remember. I was totally fucking yeah. The buffet was right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if, if the it best didn't... part is for listeners at home who have not had the wonderful opportunity to hang out with Mark before, he really does talk like that.
2: <laughs> he does. He I does. True.
0: That is a true impression of himself, <laughs> when he is super excited.
2: And I was gonna say, you know, I could almost call like Lacey your Vegas wife, except that I'm your wife and I'm in Vegas, so that's right, I know, right, wife, so it doesn't I mean. work. Like, it's not,
0: it's not Karen's like Karen's still just the Memphis
2: wife. <laughs> I'm an everywhere else wife, so you know. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like it's like a work wife. But there's just certain things when you get giddy and excited about Vegas, like Lacey's the one that can. Relate back to that, so yeah,
1: because you can't even say like, "Oh, she's my passion project wife." You know, you can't say she's yeah. Like, let's
2: not let's not mix mix passion with any other kind of wife for you. No, please. I right, I know. I just
1: keep trying to think. How would you describe what I'm into with Vegas? Like obsessed, like obsessed wife. Like all of these sound terrible.
2: Yeah, none of, none of them are good. None of them are. <laughs> but good. But I
1: agree. She is a kindred spirit. She is my mirror image. With female. You know what she's like? Uh, All those 80s movies where a guy uh, somehow transferred into a girl overnight, and when he looks (laughs) into the mirror, he sees a girl, but he's still a natural guy. That's what it's like hanging out with Lacey. Boom! That's a phenomenal story! (laughs) 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 To celebrate National Barbecue Month, which apparently is the month of May, Smoked Burgers and Barbecue at the Forum Shops at Caesars Palace is offering an all-you-can-eat option daily for $49. That sounds that sounds like a poor decision. $50 a day to eat burgers? I mean, barbecue. I assume they've got other things that they that you can eat there, but well, it's barbecue. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, and it depends on if it if it's a one time so you go in, you pay $49 and they say eat until your heart's content
1: versus oh. the way you've got it phrased here, which oh, is Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's not uh, um, it's it's not it it, it might have been, it might be an all you can eat or it could be an all day pass. Sure. It is unclear by my notes. <laughs>
2: My guess Regardless, is it's not an all-day
0: I, pass. I'm fairly confident Fat Tony here could go in and, and do some real damage at $49. Do you I, really I could think you that could that eat along. more it's than weird. one burger?
1: There's no it's way. It's not burger. It's barbecue. It's, it's so, barbecue. so
2: much. It's ribs. It's so, uh, the all the sides. Exactly. One
1: for the ribs. I'm I know. I can't, I can't get brisket. past smoked, and bar- smoked burger and barbecue, and I can't stop looking at the burgers. thing. Okay, You're and right. It's and weird. barbecue. What is that? say? And barbecue?
2: No, but it's and barbecue. You just keep going, focusing on burger. It's like and barbecue. That's yes, what I said. I know. I know. But you keep... You... I'll be honest. I am yeah. so spoiled from living in Memphis. Of course. Of course. I, I, can't, I can't do barbecue out here.
1: But to be fair, she hasn't even tried, so she doesn't no, know. No,
2: I haven't. Although I'm getting ready to order some ribs from commissary. Like We haven't had oh, those yeah. in a while, and yeah. it just sounds so good.
1: That's one of the things that I think is a staple of... The place you lived was famous for something. Is when they'll ship it like all over the fucking oh, yeah. country for oh, you. Oh,
2: we've ever since we left Chicago, we've portillos, had portillo's all shipped. the
1: time. Yep, same thing. Yeah. We've sent
2: it to family events. Like if we couldn't make right, it there, right. we sent it to feed like like you know a hundred people, yeah. and you know had it sent, and everyone's like, oh my god, where yeah, like did Italian you get this?
1: beef. Like like yeah. my sister told me that her uh, her youngest son is real fussy with food, and the idea of like soggy bread, like there's no way. Like that boy lost his mind. It's so good. Yeah.
2: But yeah, so it's like, you know, Portillo's from Chicago and Commissary from Memphis. And, you know, they are just certain places that every once in a while you get a hankering. It's like, all right, honey, I'm ordering it in. It's all we're going to eat all weekend.
0: Virgin Hotels announced a partnership with Laughing Man, a coffee brand co-founded by Hugh Jackman, to build a new concept called the Funny Library Coffee Shop in each of their Virgin Hotels. The first location can be found at the San Francisco Virgin Hotel.
2: I'm just huh. always skeptical whenever a company has a celebrity spokesman founder you know. well, is right
1: or, or they reference Actually, it because think about it there's a lot of um, investors like big name investors that you don't really hear about, but you're right when when they talk about like going co-founded by this guy I'm like mm, you guys are in trouble, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta roll out the celebrity.
2: Well, it'll be here before too long so we're here to coffee we can try it out eventually. Rapper Russ Diamond was removed from the stage at Palm's New Day nightclub chaos last Sunday by security after he began to verbally bash the newly renovated property on stage. The cause of said tirade was technical issues with the microphones. Huh, that's a dumb thing.
1: I mean, it is, but I can appreciate if, like, you're you know the performer and you're like, dude, I literally pay you to do this shit.
0: Well, and if you remember, uh, not. 2018 going, uh, it might have been 2018 going into 2019. Mariah Carey was doing a New Year's Eve. Oh
2: concert. yeah, that was her meltdown. Bad. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah,
0: and and I mean I get it. I respect that. We, I, I, I say we. My wife and I, watching it from you know a very warm internal home in Michigan, right. thought that it was just you know another day for Mariah Carey. Right. When in reality it was it was not her fault, and it was a you know, it was a problem with the sound and the mic and she couldn't hear. And, and that's, that's unfortunate. So you go and you see this rapper Russ diamond and you think, well, this, you know, this guy's not very good when in reality it's not his fault. It's, that's
1: a it's a good point. System. Especially if he's coming up, like he's not like a giant name or anything, you know? So yeah. maybe he's like, dude, I'm fucking doing live and I'm selling like shit. You don't know. No, no you're going to fucking. Yeah. That, that was very astute. <laughs> During this year's Electric Daisy Carnival, taking place this month, Hakkasan Nightclub at MGM will unveil a new multi-million dollar ceiling lighting structure being called the Hakkasan Grid. The grid is made up of 57 triangles that can form into various shapes and colors via electric winches. Those who have had a chance to check out Mr. Chow's at Caesars Palace, it's similar to the structure that hangs above the dining room and reconfigures itself periodically also via winches.
0: You Guys have eaten at Mr. Chow's before, haven't you? A couple oh yeah. Times, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, is it, is this thing, that hangs over the dining room,
1: all that interesting to watch? Oh yeah. Watch it's,
2: in it, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's fascinating because it'll okay. it'll like sit. I forget how often it. it gets pretty. It, moves. Like it pretty
1: radically moves. Yeah. I yeah. mean,
2: it'll just be sitting there in whatever shape, and then all of a sudden. Like parts start dropping and turning and twisting, and then it's a new shape. And it
1: it'll like it'll make it'll drop real low and make the space super intimate. Right. And then tra- like it's fucking cool. I, I I mean every time it happens, I'm like, oh hey, it's happening. Hey, it's and if I'm not again. looking that way, I'll switch seats with somebody so I can watch it. Right.
2: <laughs> it is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah.
1: Last
0: Wednesday, Sansa Stark, aka Sophie Turner, married Joe Jonas, aka one of the Jonas Brothers at the Little White Chapel after the Billboard Music Awards. The ceremony was officiated by an Elvis impersonator, and the bride and groom gave each other ring pops instead of wedding bands. That's gonna last. <laughs> Sophie and Joe <laughs> have been engaged since 2017.
1: It's funny you say that because I like I don't typically really get into any of this stuff except that I'm like, I love that the, the, the Game of Thrones thing's going on right now. Just happened to be in Vegas fuck it, let's get married by Elvis. Oh, and let's fucking get, have ring pops. So the one picture I have saw is is her kind of hanging out on the side, and she's sucking on that. So it just cracked me up, and he's like, well, it's not going to last long. I'm like, well, especially when she can't stop, like immediately puts it in her mouth. Like, Sweetie, this is forever. What are you doing? You got to space this out. You want to put something in your mouth? Come here. Right. right.
0: I knew that was coming up.
2: Well, and in all honesty, they're supposed to do a more official wedding ceremony with friends and family later in the year. Um, I think this was just a, hey, we're here, why not? And they had a lot of friends, because one of them, um, is it Diplo? I think the, the DJ or the rapper, he, um, he
1: live-streamed it. disclosed every ounce of information I had about that already.
2: Well, he, <laughs> he live-streamed the ceremony on Instagram. Oh, did he? Yeah, so it, it's, they had folks that were all in town for the music awards and just decided to do it, but yeah, they're that's funny. She's so much taller
0: than him. It's kind of hilarious.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: Okay. Well, she's also considerably older, isn't she? No. No, she's only Younger. 23.
1: Oh. I mean... Are they the same did age? Did one
0: of the Jonas boys marry somebody really old?
2: Yeah, the other... Uh, so, if this was Joe, it might have... I don't remember which one. One of the other brothers married a model from India who's okay. probably four or five years older than he is.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
2: Like, she's hmm. in her... Early to mid thirties. Obviously, 30s. I'm not
0: watching enough entertainment tonight any longer. Yeah. <laughs> really that show even on. My God, when did I become my grandmother? <laughs> oh, you know, one of those Jonas boys.
1: <laughs> they, one of the Jonas boys. They married someone much older than them. <gasps> Scandal. Shocking. Scandal. I know, right? <laughs> and she might have been Indian. <laughs> It's funny. So, Karen and I have never really been like um, wedding wedding renewal people. Like, we're we're just not, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not.
2: It's not for us. We're like, yeah, we did it. Hell, I wish we hadn't done the whole wedding ceremony we did. I wish we would have just gone to the justice of the beast. So,
1: I will be completely honest with you. This story, this tiny bit of this story, inspired an idea that I think we might actually do. So, Karen and I's 25th wedding anniversary is coming up. And in a couple years, yeah. In a couple years, and we thought was to have like the fastest wedding in history. Like, like I want to, I want to go to a drive-through. <laughs> I want to have Elvis come to the door, and I want to be like, "Do you? Do you go? You're you're fucking married. Go!" Like, I, went, I might be down for that idea.
0: <laughs> I just spent five hundred dollars on a thirteen-second. Ceremony.
1: Boom! Did it? Dumbest guy ever. Check.
0: Well, we don't. The thing is, we don't need a
2: license. We're already married, exactly. so it doesn't well, really matter. That's exactly
0: it. If it's yeah. a renewal, nothing needs to get signed. Right. I
2: don't know. I'm, I'm more about having a having a big party.
1: Yeah. Like, Way to like, shit like on that fun yeah, on that fun idea, I dickhead. I thought that'd be a, know, a, that'd s- be cute. I did. I pooped all. I mean, I just sprayed. He's <laughs> oh, oh. <It's laughs> like, wow, well, you I sound sorry. really excited about that. Let me explain to you why you're an idiot." <laughs>
0: Oh man, I am that coworker everyone has.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jack does to you. It makes you mean. Yeah. You just don't care That's about true. anybody else.
0: That's
2: true. Filming oh, is this one me.
0: <laughs> what? Sorry? Oh, I literally just read the one that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this one me? It's no. so back to me then. <laughs> no, not
2: yet. Filming has begun in Las Vegas for the next season of Hell's Kitchen. So as not to interrupt service at the restaurant on the Strip, filming is being done in the giant, white, tent-looking warehouse structure behind Valleys on Flamingo and Koval.
0: I bet you that's
1: comfortable. <laughs> it will
2: be once the temperature starts heating up.
1: Continuing its iconification this week, Caesars Entertainment said they are looking to reduce operating costs by 40 to $80 million by eliminating some corporate positions in finance, legal, and marketing, as well as offering fewer giveaways. It's unclear if that means less comps or less players club contest kind of things. What do you think would be more expensive, Tony? Uh,
0: 40 to $80 million. I'm assuming that it's probably in those corporate positions. Okay. My guess is the people in finance, legal, and marketing are not uh, frontline individuals. These are people that are probably coming with very hefty uh, uh, annual salaries, stock options and so to be able to eliminate that you're able to eliminate 40 to 80 million i don't i mean in a very real sense when you think about what a comp room is really worth to a hotel on any given night i just don't know that you can possibly get anywhere near that kind of money or or even the giveaways i mean have you, have you guys ever seen some of the giveaways? And I'm putting giveaways in, you know, air air quotes. The giveaways that they've got. When you're giving me an eleven dollar salad spinner that I can buy from Target, <laughs> you, good luck getting that forty million dollars. Yeah.
1: See, that's what made me thinking, or made me think that maybe it was. You know how sometimes they're like, there are no dumb ideas here. Come on, just throw them out here. And now they're like, okay, we're not doing that. It's fucking dumb. We're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, tightening the belt that was stupid we're not doing it
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's it for news and prop bets let's move on to coming attractions Is a portion of the show where we share with a few acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up here it's John Heffron is performing at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club in the Link Promenade Thursday through Sunday, May 30th through June 2nd. Shows start at 8 p.m. with additional shows on Friday and Saturday at 10 p.m. Tickets are starting at just $29. Judas Priest is performing at the Joint at
2: Hard Rock on Saturday, June 29th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $41.
1: Summer Jam featuring Ellie Goulding is at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan. Thursday, Monday 30th. Monday 30th. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I know that date. (laughs) Thursday, May 30th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $30. I like to think that we with. the phenomenal conversation that we have on this show—that we blur the lines between time and space—and we just get to see and experience things that other people can't. Or we we're just bent miss- words. We're or like- we
2: just misread it.
1: It's magical.
2: We don't
0: poop all over
2: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a time and a place for logic, Karen. It is not in this. This is not a forum for that. There's no safe space for math here. No, that doesn't make sense. Then no. it ruins my argument. Yeah. Damn it.
0: <laughs> I
1: was like, like
2: really? really? That You
0: yeah. want to go that way? Okay. Dive in movies at Cosmopolitan's Boulevard Pool. It's back. It'll be every Monday starting May 13th. Shows will begin at 7 p.m. Admission is free for guests staying at the property and only $7 for everyone else. So this season will feature Solo, a Star Wars story on my birthday, May 27th. Black Panther, June 24th. Top Gun, July 1st, The Breakfast Club, July 15th, Aquaman, July 22nd, and The Notebook on October, excuse me,
1: August 12th. Did did it sound to you like he was trying to be the movie phone guy? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you just tell me what he (laughs) said? Because it sounded like he said the name in one cadence and the date in another cadence. (laughs) Almost like they're pre-recorded, like line them up. 7:30, 7:30. You know <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget you can find
0: links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming Attractions calendar, which is on the blog. Let's check the river. So this week we've got a 360 FHE, our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share the experience with you. This week you guys went out and explored. Tell us about Vintage Vegas Homes tour with Lacey, also known as at Las Vegas Gal.
1: So that thing was pretty cool, but it, it ended up sparking another fun conversation with with Karen and I. Is some of these houses were so. We already talked about what it is I was going to do last weekend. So, the, the first thing we did was you go to like this little convention hall or like one of those little white tent things. And they had some stuff that was for sale, but it was really kind of scaled down. It was a lot smaller than I would have expected. But Lacey had said that she had spoke with one of the promoters or I don't know, somebody there. And they said that this is apparently a touring show and this is the first time Vegas was involved. So, they didn't really know what to expect. So, it, that was cool yet really underwhelming. Like, it took like five minutes to get through the thing. And then we ended up going to, so I, I, after that, that was, that was the end of the day for us. And I was supposed to go back to Binion's and fucking overslept.
2: <laughs> he went to take a nap so he can went stay Went to take a nap. And
1: so Cavalier, like, don't set an alarm.
2: You don't need an alarm. Yeah, I'm surprised. That's not like you. Well,
1: but I, it's also not like me to go, okay, I'm going to lay down and sleep for 20 minutes and I get up at like right around that time. But no, don't ask me. But anyway, so the he next missed day, he
2: missed the Binions behind the stage tour. It's
1: pretty crushed about oh, it, actually. Dude. Did Lacey make it? No 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 Lacey would was, That
2: wasn't Lacey. on her yeah. list of to do's. That was more Mark wanted to do that when Lacey was like, I've I've Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the next day we ended up going
0: what? She hates what? happiness.
1: She <laughs> hates happiness. <laughs>
2: But let's just say she's already seen behind the workings of a casino before, so right. this probably wasn't high on her list, so she's like, yeah, live that for however long.
1: Right, right. But um, the vintage homes that we went to go see, like the actual homes that are, that are still out there, and it was really fun. There's some fucking amazing houses that aren't far from the Strip at all. Like You can see like the Strip towering over you, and they're like these little pockets. I don't get it because they're not like gated communities or anything but these little pockets of this really cool ship but it, it sparked an interesting conversation because some of these homes these people were like oh no, no not only is the outside look the same fucking inside like it's got the TV that was out in the 1950s going here and I'm like that's really cool but could you live in that? Is that something that you'd be like oh I love Art Deco I want to be surrounded in Art Deco constantly everything is Art Deco would you be like well, this was a good idea, it, it, on, like, on paper.
2: Well, and one of, <laughs> one of the suggestions that I told Mark is, you know, if they've kept the house, the decor and the structure and everything, so much of that era, there's a good chance that, like, they stage the house yeah. for these kind of tours. So they have, like, a storage locker someplace that has all of the, you know, authentic timepieces and the old, the old TVs and everything else that's specifically of that era, and when they know the house is going to be up for tour, they have somebody come in and swap it all out. Right. So you're not actually living, because I couldn't live with a TV like that. That just wouldn't happen. Well, I, w- sure. But right. you know, they they could very well like swap all this stuff out for when the tour comes through, because obviously these people have got some money to burn if they're just keeping the house up in that kind of a decor.
1: Well, that's an interesting idea because they, they protect the areas as historic. And say you can't change the outside, but they don't say that you can't change the inside. So the idea of somebody getting one of those and be like, oh, fuck, and then we could also do this thing. Because, like, a lot of the homeowners were hanging out there. Like, they were fucking proud of their shit. Like, hanging out behind the bar, like, fuck, you want to talk about it? Because I know it's fucking cool.
2: I mean, that's a lot of work and effort. Of course they they want to show it off and they want to see people's reactions and... It's not like it's a home tour where, you know, people are look coming in to buy the house. They're just showing it off. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. They're bragging. Right, yeah. They
1: are coming into your house and like going, "Do I want what you have?" Like, fuck you. <laughs> I just put and that like muscle the in the joint to <laughs> right. steal. No no, 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 no. Like like if you're trying to sell, like, "Hey, we're looking to sell our house. Would you like to buy our house?" And they're, you know, people are coming in looking around going, "I don't know. I don't let me decide if I want to buy your house like my house, motherfucker! Don't.
2: <laughs> yeah, slight, slightly, different, different audience, different take. You know. True,
1: it's very true. Fair enough.
0: And then also, tell me about Hattie B's part two with Mike uh, Sprayberry.
1: So, Mike Sprayberry is a listener. First time that we had the opportunity to meet him, he's never been able to join us for Vegas vacation, right. and we he's had some Georgia. Yeah, we had a bunch of fun hanging out with him, and while we were there, so I, I had said the one time I tried, it's like any time we're going out to meet with somebody, it's always like. It's almost like a date night for us, really. Because you're like, hey, do you want to go out? Oh, or let's think like, of something cool to go out. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll head down to the strip. Whatever. <laughs> um, so the one time we tried Hattie B's, like, I typically like really hot food. And I'm like, all right. Well, you, hot you chicken, went, went all in,
2: it. not only with Nashville hot chicken, but whatever their, like, what is it? Shut the cluck up or something? Is that what it is?
1: Well, that's the seasoning, yeah.
2: But it's like... The, the hottest of the hot that you could get there. Well, yeah, and It yeah. was just like.
1: But but normally that isn't like normally I take that shit down all the time. It's not it's not seldom. Like I almost died. Like it, you know what it's like when somebody inhales a fucking cigarette or for, for like the first time. You know, like just coughing like crazy, like that's that's what it was I, like. like. I, I took thought I was a gonna bite die. and
2: it literally like burned the inside of my mouth to the point where I couldn't taste. Like it was kind
1: <laughs> of that. See, this is the thing that I say about hot food all the time. Like I love, like hey, you you want to make something super hot? That's awesome. I said, but the trick is, it's got to taste good. Like it, like you can make something insanely hot that just singes my fucking taste buds and it's gonna burn a hole in my stomach. You know when I swallow it, like going, yeah, that's fucking fun. Yeah, that that I want to do. Like don't. Be, don't make it so hot that you're just being a dick. And that's that's what the super hottest version of Hattie Bees is. So I just went with, like, the standard. Holy shit, that's the second best chicken I've ever had, period. <laughs> wow. Like, it is insanely juicy. And the specific, like, once their seasoning's dialed down to reasonable, you know, then, you know. And, and I would say that that hot is good for most anybody. Um, I was just being really kind of Sure. Right. After that bad experience. Like, oh, let's just go with hot. I'm not sticking it anymore. That that would work for most people. So don't don't be shy with that after saying, like, the hottest is, is too hot. But, like, the chicken was so fucking juicy and delicious and good. And that, like, the flavoring was just, it was just there. You're like, oh, thank you. Thank you, Hattie bees.
2: And, you know, since we were at Cosmo and I wasn't really in the mood for Hattie bees, I went over to Jaleo and sat at the bar and had a little bit there, so... I can make Alistair jealous because I had the gazpacho, <laughs> I had the chorizo cone, I had the salmon <laughs> cone, and I got us some other kind of salad too, which was like super good. So yeah, you got your tasty, and I got my my jaleo fix.
1: We were thinking about that too. So like, I'm getting, you know, now I'm feeling better again. You know, I'm being more like, hey, let's go out, let's go do some stuff. And sometimes in my head, I'll be like, so w- let's go out and gamble, you know, and we'll grab something to eat or do whatever. We're like, so where do you want to eat? And then it clicks and I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta, hey, we gotta do a thing where I gotta go a place and we sit and we wait and. You bring me the food, and then I gotta wait. For just oh my god! And I was like, wait a minute. We all want to eventually do the same thing. We just don't like the way we're getting to the end result. So I'm like, why do we have to go eat it? I mean, obviously, I would prefer to go eat at the same place because we can hang out and talk, or whatever. But rather than allowing it to stress me out, and like, oh right, never mind, I don't want to go. I'm like, why don't I go? Like, why don't you go find your fucking fancy food? I'm gonna go get a I'm fine hot with dog Over here, sure. well, it, may, it was really <laughs> exciting because it was one of those goofy. Just one of those things that doesn't occur to you, and then you realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. If this is the stressful part, remove it. Right? It's pretty easy. <laughs> Very <laughs> like, much. But I just. And
2: it, I was happy, and you were happy, and everybody was happy. It was awesome. And you know, you got to hang out with Mike, who's a really cool guy. Was um, fun. Yeah. Again, he he. Uh, I don't think he's on Twitter or any of the social media. That's which is why we haven't mentioned him or or didn't like do a shout out. But he, uh, yeah, cool guy was in town from Georgia. Had fun hanging out with him, and actually met up with him again, the next night because we went down
1: to meet up with scott who fucking right. showed up late as shit by the time he got there I'm like dude i'm fucking done
2: well and we ate and we sat down like to we were there for
1: like five hours
2: four hours it wasn't that
1: long fuck yeah it was it wasn't.
2: but anyway we ate at uh, hennessy's down on fremont which we'd never eaten there before
1: well because i had like we got there and i was like well hold on let's try this again let's see if maybe there isn't a place that we can go to and i was like all right you know what here's a place we've never been Let's go because you, you, first
2: it was like let's just sit down and, and, get, a yeah, and, and we'll get a drink. and where then we'll get and we'll figure go. out
1: you know what the options are. And we're you know obviously you can see Banger Brewing there. And I'm like no, the thing that's in my head right now is I want to do something new. Right. Like I always go to the same place. I always get like fucking chicken, you know, boneless wings. we always get like fucking pizza. I'm like I, I don't I don't want to do that. I just want to go to a place and eat something I don't normally always eat.
2: Well, and then we got there about 15 minutes before the happy hour started, and they mm-hmm. had some pretty good stuff that looked on the happy hour menu. So we just sort of stuck around for that and then. Mike came down in medicine and met us, and then Scott showed up later. Yeah. So,
1: but yeah, the longer we just waited there, and we're flipping through, like, there's some good-looking stuff on this menu. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it was good. I was surprised. I mean, it always, because it's right there on the corner of Fremont and. It's
1: so the one that big giant beer. Thing uh, mm-hmm. on the top on the outside, yeah. that they changed root beer, and then they did. not your father's root beer for two years. Like it took them three years to renovate it, and then it was that root beer thing for a year. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but it was good. I was I was pleasantly surprised at the food. I think I got um. Well, we got the boneless uh, buffalo wings,
1: which were phenomenal. Which you really
2: liked. Um, I got shepherd's pie fries. Which were good. Yeah, that
1: thing went to town. I was impressed with that. Like I, yeah. like, like I twice I looked at it. Like i Ooh, chili cheese fries. I'm like no, no, it's shepherd's <laughs> pie. Stop it. Shepherd's You're not gonna pie. like this. You're <laughs> not gonna not. like it.
2: <laughs> and then what, there's something else that I got. What else did I get?
1: I ended up getting like a egg sandwich that there was like egg, oh, bacon, yeah, yeah. cheese. Like like it looked like it came out like it was a hamburger. Like right. so much like when it came to me, I'm like, I didn't order a burger. And then I see like well, that's an egg clearly sticking out, and that's like. Oh, all right, fuck it. Let's go for it. Yeah, It
2: was, <laughs> it was almost like a really breakfast good, sandwich man. only for dinner.
0: Yeah. yeah. That sounds amazing.
1: I completely, yeah. completely recommend Hennessy's. Yeah, definitely.
0: Nice, yeah. Cool. Well, I guess that's going to do it then for episode number 299. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog. That's 360VegasPodcast.com. You can get premium and sometimes exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360 Vegas and get 360 Vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360 Vegas. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360 Vegas podcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, don't you worry. We have instructions on how to do that on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you?
1: I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen.
2: I'm at Karen Mark.
1: He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. (laughs)